Mind and the Motorcycle, Monologues, Volume 1, My Voice. Sometime in 2010, I asked my friend Michael to have someone on the Big Island carve a Macau for Shane's second birthday. A Macau is a Hawaiian fishhook, usually carved out of bone and worn around the neck by many people who live here. To me, it had this special look about it, one that said, I am Hawaii. Even after I mailed it to him, I realized it was basically a lethal weapon in the hands of a two-year-old. I thought about getting it back and framing it for him. I talked about the idea with Michael, and he suggested writing a letter to Shane and hiding it in the back of the frame for posterity. Well, that's what started my motor running regarding my writing. After having been told for years that I should write, I tried it one time. I was living in Park Slope, Brooklyn, sometime in the mid-80s. I thought about it for months and months. Finally, I bought a used typewriter. That's right, a typewriter. One night, I sort of worked up the courage. I took it out and placed it on my bed. After a couple of beers for courage and a joint or two, I slipped a blank piece of paper into the carriage. I looked and looked and I think I got a fraction of a sentence on the paper and burst into tears. It was so clear back then that writing would be more painful than I could stand, and the idea went into creative hibernation. Years later, living in Santa Fe, New Mexico, I actually got paid to write, which felt incredibly natural to me. There is a Sikh community in a town in northern New Mexico called Española. The Sikhs have a long history in India, a warrior culture. Their people were very adept in the world of commerce. Amongst other things, they had a line of products called yogi tea and peace cereals. I got paid to write what I called tea stories. They were short adventure pieces that were printed on the boxes of tea. Unknowingly, I was copying a style made popular in the Peterman catalog, which got an extra boost on Seinfeld. The catalog featured travel-related adventures that highlighted whatever product they were selling. So I got to write short stories about my travels to the Taj Mahal and the pyramids in Egypt, each one a highlight of the quality of the certain teas. I made up all sorts of stories, and it was a joy. They did make it on the boxes, too. When I eventually made it to Kauai, I was paid by the Kauai County Farm Bureau to write stories about some of the legendary farmers on Kauai, and the monthly column was called Grower of the Month. I was truly best blessed to meet some of the living legends of local farming, sitting in their homes and talking story. I considered it a privilege, and I did the best I could to tell their stories. Sorry, I got a little carried away, a tendency of mine. Let's get back to the story of finding my voice. I took the Macau back home with me on my first visit to see Shane. Around 10 years later, it is still sitting on my altar, right at the foot of a very special sculpted Buddha. The artist was a friend of mine, and she and her husband had this wonderful little Zen temple that helped change my life. I couldn't get the idea of writing to Shane out of my head, and it stayed with me for months and months. The only thing I was certain about is the things that I wanted to share could fill a book, way more than a few pages tucked away in a frame. I had no idea how to begin my story or how to write it.
In the summer of 2011, I attended the wedding of a friend's daughter. It was a fairly opulent affair held under a large tent somewhere up on the north shore of Kauai. I didn't know many people at all, and I didn't need much help to feel uncomfortable in virtually any social setting. I spent my time just looking around at the people. A woman caught my eye, and I spent a couple of hours just following her around from the security of my chair. I worked up my courage and started a conversation and actually danced once or twice, and I am the world's worst. I asked for her contact info before the night ended. I emailed Josette a number of times. She lived in Portland, Oregon. I managed to arrange the most expensive date I've ever had, a weekend in Portland. It didn't work out at all. I am not sure what the definition of normal is, but I know it doesn't apply to me, and that was what made her uncomfortable. By the time Sunday came around, a movie was the smartest way to spend my time, not talking to each other in a dark room. Believe me, purely by accident, we went to see a mediocre film called Rum Diaries. It was written by an incredibly colorful character by the name of Hunter S. Thompson, who had a way of making himself the center of every story he wrote, whether fiction or political reporting, like his Vegas-based story on the Nixon campaign, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. The Rum Diaries was about a broken-down, rum-guzzling, burnt-out reporter played by Johnny Depp. He had been bounced from the New York Times and ended up being professionally banished to a failing English-language newspaper in a volatile early 60s Puerto Rico. His character also provided the voice-over narrative throughout the film. He continually lamented being unable to find his voice as a writer. Right there in the theater, I got it. I heard my voice. I made up my own style of writing and called it Zen Gonzo. It was the clarity of the Buddha crashing into the insane spontaneity of Thompson, whose style of writing was already referred to as Gonzo journalism. It was really so incredibly simple and I don't know why I tortured myself. I would write in my own voice, one I had been listening to for years and years, and never sharing it. I started writing my book to Shane on the flight back from Portland on, ha on Halloween 2011. The book took a year and a half, and it was truly a labor of love. I wrote about all the jobs I've had, the places I lived, and all those transitions. I wrote about my good fortune to spend time with a handful of wonderful ladies, and regardless of how it may have turned out, time was a wonderful way of smiling on my past. World events were impossible to avoid, and I was not shy about my disappointment with Obama. I was living in a great space in Kaloa, and most every afternoon I'd head home, light a joint, fill a glass of wine, turn on the music, and get busy. The book is called Halloween in Portland, Diary of a Mind. It was published in April 2013. I decided I didn't want to build in any royalties for myself. So whenever I run out, I order five copies of the book and keep them in the trunk of my car. Over time, I have given out several hundred copies to people I like. I write something heartfelt on the first page and gift it.
I couldn't stop writing after the book. I actually got a couple of stories published in Four Kauai. I really can't describe what it feels like to sit in front of any empty screen and a strange feeling obligating myself to share my stories, whatever the hell they may be. I started my blog, Mind on the Motorcycle, in November 2014 because I couldn't help myself. At this point, I have well over 200 stories, including tales of my motorcycle ride through California and Oregon in 2015 and a magical trip to Tuscany two years later. You know, I don't know where this need of mine came from. I know that finding my voice was a driving force, and until I found it, I was muted in the confusion. I even took singing lessons for a while around a year ago. I guess that about taking a voice idea literally was something I was really curious about, and I wanted to actually hear what I sounded like. It seemed kind of natural, being preoccupied with my writer's voice and then wanting to actually hear my voice. I wish I could say was a I was a rocker, but I am closer to being an old-time crooner. I got into Sinatra and Nat King Cole, and then after a couple of months, I decided the written word was my thing, and that's where I wanted to sing. I have been thinking about doing po a podcast for quite a few weeks now. It feels like a natural extension of what I do with my writing, this Zen Gonzo thing of mine. At least for now, I want to share my stories with you. Honest to God, I think it would be so incredibly disrespectful to ask you to listen to a podcast that consisted of me meandering around, sloppily sharing what I happened to think was important for a minute or two. I want to talk story with you, which is what Hawaiians like to say, and I like it. Thank you for listening to my voice. My written stories are available at mindandthemotorcycle.com. Until next week, same station, same time.